Mike Dell's World, number 154, for March 23rd, 2010. And I'm in the mobile studio here, just uh, currently located in Acme, Michigan. Rapidly approaching Williamsburg, Michigan. Uh, running a little, little errands today. Uh, not that Traverse City has any suburbs, but if they did, Acme and Williamsburg would be the suburbs, and along with uh, another little town called Graylickville. Not really a town, but actually part of Traverse City, sort of, kind of. Although different zip codes. Speaking of zip codes, just found out last night uh, we're getting two new zip codes in the Traverse City area. So we're going to go from, uh, well, actually not really two new ones. I should say we're getting one new one and one weird one. Uh, Traverse City used to have two zip codes, uh, east and west zip codes separated by a road in the, or a street in the middle of town. If you were west of that street, you had one zip code, and if you're east of that street, you had another zip code. And then they had a weird setup where all the post office boxes had a third zip code, uh, no matter which post office it was at. So if it was at the uh, east side post office, or the west side post office, you'd still have the same zip code for your P.O. box that was different than the other two for the town. Well, they changed their uh, their methodology, and uh, so now they've got it in quadrants, uh, you know, and they took the uh, post office box zip code and made that one of the quadrants. So where my folks live, out west of town, they're going to get the same, uh, the same, uh, what do you call it, zip code as what the post office boxes used to be. And uh, luckily, we don't have to change zip codes where I live, so that's good. And then south of town, they're going to have, uh, or south of us, they're going to have a completely new zip code. Yeah, oh well, it really doesn't matter in the big scheme of things because it just doesn't matter, but uh, <laughs> it's interesting. You know, when I grew up, we just had one zip code for the whole uh, whole town and, and the surrounding area that was serviced by that post office. And uh, like I said, now they're up that to four. But that's all right. So anyway... Just driving along here, uh, actually driving into the sun. It's been rather, rather snow-free, I should say. I was going to say it's been rather warm, but you know it's not warm during the the night. Uh, in fact, it's probably not above freezing right now. It's uh, 8:30 in the morning, but uh, it gets warm during the day. You know, warm by our standards. Uh, should get into the low 50s or at least the high 40s uh, today and it's been you know 50s 40s 50s and a couple of days in the 60s the last couple of weeks so that's pretty much done away with our snow every once in a while you'll see in some dark corner behind a building or 
or something where the snow plows had piled it up. You'll see a little bit of snow left, but it doesn't really look much like snow. It looks like dirt piles with a little bit more white in them than normal. <laughs> so uh, that being the case, uh, I officially proclaim this spring. Even though spring was official a couple days ago, it uh, actually it happened a couple weeks before it should have. Now I'm in Williamsburg, just about to pass the stupendous Turtle Creek Casino. Uh, actually, it is a pretty cool casino. It's I wouldn't say it's as, as big and fancy as the Vegas casinos, but the casino floor, I would say, rivals you know some of the mid-sized properties in Vegas. And... Uh, you know, they got everything that Vegas has as far as gaming. And Michigan just passed a law a little while back. And uh, starting May 1st, the casino is going to be the only place you can go have a smoke inside. Except for in, in your house. And, well, of course, tobacco shops. I don't know. They, they exempted tobacco shops, casino, gaming floors. And that's about it. Pretty much anywhere else, even hotel rooms. Uh, supposedly, you're not going to be able to smoke in a hotel room in Michigan. And bars, restaurants, everything. I guess that's a good thing. I need to. I need to quit the, the little bit of smoking I do. Uh, I always like to go out on a, a Friday night or whatever to our local hangout and smoke a couple cigars and drink a couple beers and all that well i guess that'll just give me another excuse to yet another excuse or reason to quit so that's probably what i'll do but that starts may 1st so we got a little over a month left of uh, of smokers freedom here and whether i smoked or not i still think it should be completely up to the business owner you know, whether or not to allow smoking. You know, they say, well, it's a workplace thing. You know, the, the business uh, or the, the employees, they don't have a choice. And, well, yeah, they do. They don't have to work in a place that uh, has smoking. And besides that, how many bartenders and or uh, waitresses do you know that don't smoke? All right. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot, but I'm, I'm going to hazard a guess that the... I don't know about vast majority, but I, there's more smokers in the food service and bar employee scene than uh, than there is in the general population. And same thing with bar patrons. Uh, there's more smokers than not. So let me see if I can get out in this traffic without getting killed. Okay. All right, there we go. Hopefully the guy behind me doesn't accelerate too ridiculously fast because he pulled out just slightly before I did. <laughs> oh, well, I'll uh, just have to deal with it because I pulled out. And since I'm driving my old beater, well, heck, two out of my, our, well, I should say my, our three vehicles are beaters, and I got lots more about that later, I been fighting off another case of car fever but I think last night at work while I 
kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. Uh, I think my car fever broke again. And uh, I'm not positive, so you know, who knows? Might might still be looking. But uh, been looking for the last couple of weeks, and what I find is, you know, I'm looking for used cars. I'm not buying a new car. I'm not leasing a car. Although that thought had crossed my mind too, because the uh, this Toyota had come out with a, a super duper deal on. Uh, on leasing, you know, probably because of all their bad publicity, they're trying to move cars, but they're, uh, you know, and then I got to thinking, oh, lease, what the hell would I want to do that for? You know, you pay payments and then you don't get nothing to show for it. And then I thought, oh, I'll just buy a used car, you know, this, that, and the other. And I, I don't know, just what I found, you know, there's a couple of them I was interested in, uh, was interested in a, O three Audi All Road Quattro, which was you know had the two point seven liter twin turbo engine, and thought, wow, that'd be really nice. Took it for a ride, and, you know, fell in love with it. You know, and they didn't want you know a ridiculous amount of money for it, and I kind of was curious. Well, geez, why why is it so cheap? And then I got to reading about it, and you know, they're a great car, awesome car. But they have those two turbos in them, and the two turbos tend to leak oil. And when a turbo leaks oil, it can starve itself of oil and self-destruct. And when a turbo self-destructs on that car, not only do you have to replace the one turbo, but you got to replace the other turbo. Because usually pieces from the one that broke somehow get into the other one and even if that isn't the case the other one was probably leaking too and that supposedly happens about every 80,000 miles or so uh, and to change those uh, turbos you have to remove the engine and transmission it all comes out as one piece and then once it's out, it takes about six hours to change the turbo or the turbos on the engine, and then you got to put the engine all back in. And not to mention, each of the turbos is around fifteen hundred dollars. So that quickly made me decide that uh, you know, even if that didn't have to be done right away, that's just sort of ridiculous. You know, six seven grand at a shop or, you know, or a good weekend of, of knuckle busting. And, you know, that's just not a, not a great plan. So I nixed that idea. And I thought, well, you know, there's a couple of Camrys around, you know, this, this Camry that I'm currently driving in, it's been a great car. So, well, maybe I'll just get another Camry. Looked around and uh, you know they come in two varieties. They come in lease returns, which you know are up around fourteen, fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars for a car with twenty or thirty thousand miles, or they come in ragged out. Well, I already got a ragged out Camry. I don't really need another one. So 
you know, I, I don't know. I guess if, if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to go slow and find a deal. But it's looking at this point where I don't really think I'm going to do that. And part of the part of it was, you know, my wife got a new job and her new job requires her to travel. And, you know, she's got a big old Cadillac Escalade which you know, doesn't get the best gas mileage, but it is a pretty reliable truck and all that, and she loves driving it. But we were thinking, oh, I'll get something with a little bit better gas mileage, and then I got to thinking about that, and I thought, well, geez, they're going to give her 50 cents a mile or whatever for her traveling. Well, that more than pays for gas on that. We don't owe anything on it, so we don't have to worry about a payment, and you know, the upkeep on it, you know, we'll have that regardless. So, you know, why do that? And as far as I was concerned with this camera, you know, I got 210,000 miles or so on it. And, you know, it's going to take a few bucks to keep it running. But, golly, that's a lot cheaper than, than a car payment or, you know, 15 grand for a replacement. So, you know, then I got to thinking... Why don't I uh, just, when I need to take a long trip, I'll just, uh, I'll just go ahead and uh, r- rent a car. So I figured out, all right, well, I'm going to be making a trip to Ohio in May, uh, down to Dayton. It's a three-day trip. And then I thought, well, okay, what, it, what would it cost me to rent a car? And I'm not talking about renting, you know, a little Chevy Aveo or a Hyundai or Kia or whatever the hell they want, you know, the cheap one is, you know, let me rent something comparable to what I'm used to driving, you know, like a Camry or Ford Fusion or something like that. Well, even bumping it up to that, it's, you know, 20 something a day. Uh, Enterprise rent a car. Uh, I'm sure that's the only one. That was the cheap one. Uh, I went to Thrifty rent a car and that's a joke but anyway figured okay even if i rented the thing for four days to go to ohio it comes with unlimited mileage and you know 80 something dollars well you know only do that you know at most once a month but it's usually less than that that i do anything like that where i need to take it long distance so it'd be a way better deal to pay eighty dollars every once in a while than you know get wrapped up into a three hundred dollar a month car payment. So I don't know. I still haven't thought it through. You know, a new car would be nice. You know, everybody wants a new car, but I really don't think I don't really think I need one. Got two beaters. Got this in the old truck. We've talked about that lots of times before, but you know. The old truck doesn't have that many miles on it. It's a little ugly, but, you know, in a pinch, I could take that on a long trip. Wouldn't bother me too much. But I don't know. So the jury's still out, but it's looking like my uh, fever has broke. And hopefully I'll uh, keep my ink pen away from any any, uh, car deals. And uh, just figure I'll drive the Camry till it uh, till it dies, and when it dies, then uh, then I'll work 
you know, look for a car. You know, there's always deals around. There's no hurry. And, you know, as long as I drive this one around locally and, you know, maybe short trips, if it breaks, it breaks. You know, this won't drive it in the winter uh, downstate or anything because hate to be out in the middle of nowhere and break down and, you know, wouldn't freeze to death, but might be a while before uh, somebody gets there with a warm car. <laughs> and around here, that can be a problem in the winter. But in the summertime, you know, I'm even toying with the idea if I get some tires for, get some new uh, summer tires for this car, I might, I might still take it down to Ohio. What the hell? Uh, you know, if worst comes to worst, I can throw the title on the seat and uh, the junkyard and have enough to buy a bus ticket home. So I don't know. We'll see. So that's what my thinking is here lately. Well, anyway, I got to make a stop here and uh, likely I'll, I'll insert a song in. Don't know what it is yet. I'll tell you what it is on the other side. And I'll probably be in the studio for the uh, next segment. Uh, at least that's the plan. But I wanted to get a little more use out of this uh, mobile rig. Uh, like I said, I built it all up and got it sounding the way uh, I wanted it to, or at least close. And uh, just haven't really used it much. So I'm going to use that more. I think I'll... Uh, I think I'm gonna, I can add a couple of pieces to this uh, mobile rig uh, at some point. Uh, I'm going to add a mixer in. And if I have my MacBook out, maybe I'll do, uh, you know, do some on-location stuff where I uh, do my whole podcast music and all uh, from uh, you know, maybe sitting on the beach in uh, along Lake Michigan when it's nice out or... Uh, Maybe go up on uh, Sleeping Bear Dunes, or uh, who knows. Ooh, a little uh, ham radio action in the background, but I guess I can turn turn that off. Anyway, i turn the whole thing off here and uh, listen to this song. I'm sure it's really good. We'll see you on the other side. Wait 
and I took it for granted. A bump in the road, not really a part of the drive. Come on, Kawana, it's alright. You made me believe tonight. It's love that makes you so damn good to be alive. That, of course, was a classic from my friend Matthew Ebel called Drive Away. You can find that over at music.mevio.com or I think it's called musicalley.com now for uh, uh, legal reasons. It used to be the Podsafe Music Network, but uh, I think Apple kind of warned them that uh, Podsafe wasn't a good thing to say because the word pod... <laughs> anyway, okay. Now, now, my question is: Are they going to sue uh, the uh, feminine hygiene companies for using the word "pad" now that the iPad is coming out? Anyway, <clears throat> that's a whole other subject, and uh, I'm not going to get into that. But uh, anyway, that was Matthew, and like I said, that was probably the most popular uh, Pod Safe tune. Uh, or one of the most popular. I think Brother Love had one that was uh, as popular, and uh, maybe we'll play that too. I, I'm feeling really nostalgic for podcasting. Uh, one of the uh, prodigal sons of podcasting has returned, as I last week played the the little promo that, that uh, Trucker Tom had made up for the return of the Daily Source Code with Adam Curry. And uh, it just, you know, made me real nostalgic for the good old days of podcasting. 
Okay. Podcasting's not that old, but <laughs> but in late 2004, I discovered Adam Curry. Uh, I don't know as Adam Curry was the first podcast I listened to, but he was right there amongst the first podcast that I that I listened to. Of course, I listened to uh, Trucker Tom. And I listened to uh, one called Podcast 411, which uh, Rob Welsh, another friend of mine, does or did. Uh, you know, I, it's not officially pod faded, but uh, it ain't there no more. Or at least he hasn't done one in a really long time. He does uh, a show now called uh, uh, Today in iPhone or This Week in iPhone or something. Something to do with iPhones, iPads, and and uh, iPod touches, but anyway, uh, that's the one that uh, is active that he does. And but anyway, uh, let's see what was the other first podcasts that I listened to. There was one uh, called the Daily Download. <laughs> that was uh, basically somebody uh, taking a, a crap and podcasting while they did that uh, nearly daily. Don't believe that one's still in existence, but I'm not listening to it anymore anyway. And uh, but one of the first Podsafe artists that I ever heard was uh, was Matthew Ebel, and uh, of course Kevin Reeves, uh, and I don't know a bunch of them. Kevin Reeves, by the way, uh, lives here in Traverse City. In fact, uh, or lives near Traverse City. Lives in Lake Ann, where uh, I used to live. When I did the Benzoid report, and since changed it to Mike Dell's world, but uh, anyway, uh, last uh, week, uh, Jim Farley of Musical World and the What's Up With That podcast, which we haven't done in a really long time, but we're going to get back to it at some point. But uh, Jim Farley had had uh, breakfast with... Uh, with Kevin Reeves, I, I would have uh, gone out there, but it didn't work out uh, where I got out of work in time. It was Friday, but I did end up having dinner with uh, Jim and his wife and, and my folks and my sister and my wife. And, you know, we all had a good time over at Sheldy's. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, Kevin Reeves is, is one of the Podsafe musicians that uh, pretty much was there from the beginning, but I'd like to, at some point have a, a interview with, with Kevin. So hopefully he'll, uh, he'll let me do that. Uh, rumor has it. He's uh, moving out of the area again. He grew up around here and I don't know, moved back a few months ago and uh, it's been performing around the area. In fact, I'm going to have to go check him out. He's going to be at Poppy Cox here. Uh, it's a, place downtown Traverse City on Front Street, uh, I think pretty soon here. I don't know. I don't have a schedule up in front of me, but anyway. And, of course, I am back in the studio. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> the first part there was uh, from the car. I recorded earlier this morning as I ran a few errands. I had to go out to Williamsburg and through Acme and a few places like that. But uh, okay, what did I get? But anyway, yeah, it was it was 
the reason I'm feeling so nostalgic is because of Adam Curry. Uh, you know, he's he's coming around, coming back to his roots as a podcaster. Uh, you know, for a long time, the the company Mevio. Well, before that, they were called Pod Show. You know, they were all about podcasting, and they sort of drifted off their uh, mission. In in my humble opinion, audio podcasting is where it's at. Uh, you know, there's a place for video podcasting, and there's certainly several uh, successful video podcasts, but you know the the root of of podcasting has always been audio and adam you know he never really got out of podcasting altogether he he kind of suspended the daily source code for a year or so and while he uh, went through his divorce and 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 all that but you know he was talking about some of the stuff they've learned with the mevio slash pod show company you know and mevio's kind of drifted towards online video and and that's you know, working out for them, but, you know, they've drifted away from the creative part of, of podcasting and audio podcasting. And Adam, you know, I'm sure he's fine on video. I mean, you know, that's where he had his most, uh, high profile job was, you know, being a video disc jockey on, or uh, what do they call that? A video jockey or a VJ on MTV. But, you know, MTV doesn't do that anymore, and, you know, anyway. So it it's really good to see that he's back, and, you know, hopefully he'll talk about podcasting and, and all that, too. You know, it's like, you know, audio podcasting, you know, it's not growing by leaps and bounds, but it's still, it's still there, you know. And I really don't want to do video myself, you know. I do record... Geek of the North, uh, my Geek of the North podcast, you know, I recorded on Ustream on video and, and that's just fine. But, you know, it, I got to admit, it's pretty lame video. It's it's me sitting in my basement talking into a microphone. I mean, you know, I mean there's a lot better videos out there than that. And, and I just heard last night at work there, I was listening to Trucker Tom's latest podcast and you know he was talking about all the downloads that he gets for you know his uh, hd video content but uh, you know i i I really need to email him because uh that's not an accurate uh accurate uh, statistic that he's uh, looking at but that's a whole other story but you know I'd, i'd hate to see somebody that's so good at audio podcast and go strictly to video and you know with adam curry coming back it was great you know he sort of explained uh, what happened uh, during his absence on the daily source code and you know talked a little bit about the divorce and and all that and well you know of course that's his side of it and i'm sure uh, his wife or ex-wife or whatever her status is right now patricia has a whole different story and you know you can take both stories with a grain of salt i'm sure but uh, we'll probably never hear patricia's side of it but it's good to to see that he's getting back into it hopefully he'll stick with it he said he was going to do it one or two times a week and uh, i really do hope he sticks with it uh you know adam 
you know, whether he invented podcasting or not, of course, that's in debate. And, of course, there's the big controversy about him editing his Wikipedia page, which, you know, he he claims to not not have known that that was uh, not uh, ethical or whatever. But, uh, you know, regardless, you know, he he had a, a good hand in making podcasting happen and making podcasting popular. And like I said, that just makes me all nostalgic. Uh, you know, I guess that, that that's about all I can think about. You know, as far as you know, it, good to hear the Daily Source Code back. You know, I'm not real crazy about all the music he plays, but you know, then again, I'm sure you're not real crazy about all the music I play. And uh, but hopefully, my content is com- compelling enough, and and uh, you know kind of like to follow along in what I'm doing and and I'd like to follow along in what you guys are doing. So, hey, by the way, uh, drop me a, a line, uh, 231-715-1366, and uh might play your comment on the air or, you know, just give me your opinion or make a comment over at MikeDell.com or GeekOfTheNorth.com, you know. Uh, I'm not hard to get a hold of, so... So, you know, tell tell me what you think. And speaking of music, whoops, I just banged the uh the mic arm here. <laughs> See, I'm dangerous in the studio. As I said from the car there, uh, kind of looking forward to this summer maybe uh doing some some uh portable podcasting from the beach or from some hilltop somewhere or back in the woods somewhere, you know. Makes it uh, easier to think, you know, being surrounded with all this technology, uh, you know, especially when I run into it. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to play a a song from uh, Leftover Salmon. What a name for a group. But anyway, I'm going to play their song, Steam Powered Airplane. And uh, we'll catch you after the song here.
To Mike on Mike Dell's World, a show about nothing. This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. Find freshly picked podcasts just for you at blueberry.com. That's blueberry, no ease.com. Well, another, uh, another interesting thing, at least to me. <laughs> wow. Got some uh, variable uh, audio levels here sorry about that <laughs> I'll, I'll level it all out before i uh, release it so never mind anyway another interesting thing at least to me is uh, we finally got some uh, cable television now we had minimal cable you know because we had the the cable internet here but uh, we only uh, signed up for the uh, 15 dollar a month uh, local channels package and of course they've been watching the local channels on on the antenna in hd around here so we hardly ever used it but cable company called and of course my wife answered the phone and talked to them and anyway they come up with some deal where uh, we actually are paying ten dollars less for our monthly cable bill for the next six months, and then it'll be about $10 more than we were paying. But uh, it all evens out. And uh, the upshot of that is, is now I've got all the expanded basic 
channel. So now I have Discovery Channel again. I've got History Channel. I've got uh, TLC. I've got Fox News and CNN and all that stuff uh, here at the house again. And not that that's a, a great thing. Whoops. Hey, got a, a phone call here. I'm going to hit pause. Okay, that was uh, that was Kathy calling. Uh, she she threw her back out about a week ago, and uh, she's been going to the chiropractor a couple times, and that didn't work. So she went to the real doc, and uh, it's just uh, muscle spasms. So uh, they've got her on a, a treatment plan there that. Uh, she gets to take drugs, and <laughs> hopefully that'll uh, that'll fix it. But anyway, we're just talking about the cable there. Uh, it's kind of nice actually uh, having all those channels again. Uh, some of the some of the shows on there though are something else. Uh, one of them that I I found that I liked that I've been watching, you know, last few days is American Pickers. I don't know if anybody else is like I said. This is all new to me. I haven't had cable in three years, or I haven't had, you know, all these cable channels in three years. But that one's on the History Channel, and you know, I'm kind of a history buff, and it's really, really neat to you know, you know, how people hoard stuff. And of course, yeah, there's another show I saw it was Hoarders, but i don't quite got the gist of that one yet but uh but anyway this american pickers you know they they find these people that have all the this collection of stuff <laughs> some people would say junk but you know lots of stuff and it's it's really interesting you know especially what you know the history of of items is kind of interesting you know but the this american pickers uh, they they drive around in a sprinter van, which kind of got an affinity for uh, somehow because sprinters are uh, pretty popular in the expedited trucking industry, and for some reason I have a, a strange interest in expedited trucking, even though I really don't know anybody that's in expedited trucking, with the exception of maybe the uh, Amish trucker. Uh, uh, that is his name, Lester. There we go. I, I think he drives a Sprinter, and uh, I don't think he's really an expedited, but he, that's what he drives. And but anyway, this American Pickers, they they drive around and find antiques, and you know they tell the story about them and and all that. But you know the the couple shows that I saw, one of them they picked up a couple of these old uh, uh, gas pumps. You know the kind kind with the glass globes. You know so you could see what you were getting and back when gasoline sometimes was dirty but uh anyway they they picked up a pair of these things for i think a thousand bucks and then turned around and sold them for you know two thousand bucks or something you know all on the same trip as they were uh driving around in the in the south you know louisiana and mississippi you know down in that area and you know they're from Iowa. They own a a uh, antique shop somewhere in Iowa, and uh, yeah, they find some pretty cool stuff and all that. Another another show that I I found or you know that I watched in fact last night was uh, called Pawn Stars, and it's a 
reality type show based out of a pawn shop in Vegas. And, uh, you know, the, the couple of shows that I saw of that looked, looked rather interesting. One, one of them, uh, guy had an old barber chair from the forties and, and, uh, sold it to the guy that owns the shop. And, and then he, he took it over to a buddy of his and had it, uh, refurbished and uh, decided that he didn't want to sell it. He was going to put it in his living room. He didn't care what his wife said. Well, <laughs> that's not good, but uh, it is kind of nice having the cable. And, and, and the other nice thing about it, and, and I never thought I would say this, but uh, I'm actually getting interested in NASCAR racing, although that's a whole other can of worms that I'll, uh, I'll open up later. But I think the whole point system for NASCAR is – is a little ridiculous, but you know, what do I know? <laughs> but anyway, uh, Fox has, uh, NASCAR for the first third of the season, I guess. And then it goes to ESPN. Well, I didn't have ESPN. So, you know, the last couple of summers, I didn't get to see any NASCAR racing until the, uh, chase happened for the last 10 races or whatever. I, and then, you know, if I'm wrong about the number of races, well, it's because I'm not that big a fan. But, uh, you know, kind of sucked that I didn't get to see any of the races until uh, towards the end. And then it came on ABC, you know, which I had. But uh, now, this year, I'm going to actually be able to watch the ESPN races. So that'll be a good thing. Kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, let's see. Oh, yeah, you know, started out talking about cars there from from the car. I, I wanted to add a couple of things. You know, I've got this old F-150 pickup. It's not super old, but, you know, it was a 93, so what is that? Uh, my gosh, 17 years old? I guess, I guess it is an old truck, but anyway, it, it's got the least amount of miles of any vehicle that we own. Well, not not including the motorcycles, which are going out to the curb for sale again soon. So if you know anybody that wants a, a Harley 883 or a Honda V65 Magna, uh, they're going to be up for sale soon. So <laughs> contact me if you're if you think you might be interested. But anyway, the uh, the, the old Ford truck is the least mileage vehicle we got, but it's the most rusty, you know, up here in Michigan, the rust belt vehicles get rusty. The whole sort of the bottom of the cab corners is rusted out and a little bit around the fenders, the rear fenders of the truck. You know, otherwise the, the truck's in pretty decent shape. And my thought has been the last couple of years that I was going to, you know, fill in the, the rust holes and, and, you know, somehow neutralize the rust. I've got some stuff. I, I haven't really done any of that yet. Uh, in fact, that, that might become a, a video podcast, uh, by a friend of mine, John there. Uh, he, he's thinking about, uh, doing a video podcast on uh, keeping old cars running. Well, yeah, I got lots of material for him if he wants to come film me. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, thinking about, 
you know, filling in the rust, cleaning it up, doing whatever I got to do, and then uh, painting the the bed liner material, you know, that they use for those spray-in bed liners, spraying it on the outside, you know, like the lower third of the truck all the way around. And, you know, not that that's going to look great, but never really cared what a vehicle looks like. In fact, one of the vehicles I was talking about getting is a Honda Element. <laughs> Everybody I know says, man, that's an ugly vehicle, but, and they are handy. Anyway, don't get me started again. I'll end up with a, another uh, uh, bout of car fever. But so one of the things I am going to tackle this year is to uh, at least slow down the rust around the bottom of my Ford truck because. I said it's got ninety thousand miles on it. Oh wait a minute, no, it's got more than that. It just rolled a hundred thousand. I mean, just. That's right. I kind of let it sneak up on me, but uh, it rolled a hundred thousand this winter. But you know, the Cadillac's got one hundred and twenty, and the Toyota, like I said, has got around a, about two hundred and ten. So uh, you know, that's the uh, least mileage vehicle we've got. And, I figure, you know, if I could slow the rest down a, a few more years, that would probably be a, a worthwhile project. So hopefully uh, my friend John will come over and uh, videotape the uh, steps that I take in HD, and you'll be able to see that at some point somewhere. Maybe he'll just upload it to YouTube, who knows. But, uh, <laughs> but I am going to. You know, get some great stuff, uh, foam, and fill in the holes with that, and then uh, probably do a little fiberglass work, and and then a little bit of that bed liner material to to cover it all up. It won't be perfect, but it'll uh, slow it down, and that's that's the main uh, the main issue with that. So, well, anyway, I think I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna play one more song at the end here. I want to let you know, uh, Geek of the North is still going. Uh, I kind of skipped last week, but uh, plan on recording that here in a couple of days on Thursday morning. And uh, I usually record that live on YouTube, or YouTube, you stream. So uh, if you happen to be around uh, 9.30, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, something like that on Thursday, uh, tune into that. Uh, and uh, of course it comes out as on the podcast at uh, geekofthenorth.com. And, uh, of course, I've been doing a daily podcast for the whole month of March so far. haven't missed a day. But uh, that's today in aviation history. So if you're interested in what happened in aviation history, and uh, sometimes I go into detailed explanations about certain things that uh, that I either know about or read about. Uh, go check that out. It's, uh, you know, three to five minutes a day. And uh, and some of it's pretty darn interesting. You know, there's some pretty lean days too. So, you know, hey, take it what, you know, take what you can get, I guess. So anyway, I'm going to play a, a song that I always like to uh I've got several different versions of it. I always like to end my radio show at uh, WNMC with uh, some sort of version of Freebird. 
And I've played this one before, uh, probably a year or two ago. Uh, This is called Taylor's Freebird. It's uh, by Todd Taylor, the world's fastest banjo player. But anyway, I'm going to end up with that, and we will catch you next week. And uh, hope uh, everything is going the way you want it to go.
Back home, folks.